0: thank you very much for that um, introduction and uh, it's so great to be here it's an honor and uh, to be to be a nominee to be on the shortlist um, an unlikely shortlist I, I I thought for for the I'm not not that the shortlist is unlikely but that I am on um, a prize that, such as this is astonishing to me and thrilling and to share this stage with uh, with Sarah and Henry is is a huge honor thank you for <clears throat> being here um, so I want to talk about the, uh, my, the, the, the sort of journey of, of my book, uh, which is called All My Puny Sorrows. And um, I guess, for, for, for me, um, my life has kind of taken a little bit of a, a turn in that uh, before 1998, I, uh, I had not really thought much at all about uh, the, the idea of suicide and, and what that meant. And... and um, um, uh, in, in 1998, uh, my father uh, committed suicide. He was he was 62 years old. He had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 17, and had carried on though in his life. Um, he had married, had children. Uh, he was a school teacher, and and um, and and had periods of profound depression um, that, that he struggled with all of his life. And, and uh, in 98, he took his own life. That was a that was a complete shock um, to. To our family, um, we, we knew that he that that he was profoundly depressed, but um, there was there was no indication on his part that he would take his own life, that he had been thinking about it. Um, there was there were no other attempts that we knew of, so um, it was it was a a, a massive uh, shock um, to, the, to the to the system and 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 obviously devastating. Um, in 19 or in 2010, uh, my older sister, um, Marjorie. Uh, also took her life in, in, in exactly the same way, um, <clears throat> and and um, she she was fifty one years old. It was a day before her birthday, and she um, had been hospitalized many times, um, had made several serious attempts on her life in in, in the months, uh, and then a few before that leading up to to her to her death, and um, and when when she died, it she she had made it very very clear. That she wanted to end her life. She had struggled with depression, uh, with mental illness, with despair. With uh, it, it was a, it, she wasn't diagnosed as having bipolar disorder like my father, but it was a, it was a profound uh, clinical depression, and and, um, and had made it very clear to all of us that she wanted to to end it, that she had had enough, that her suffering had become intolerable, and that she wanted to end her life. Um, and and yet, of course. Um, m- my, my mother, myself, her partner, we all, uh, did whatever we could to, to convince her, um, to convince her to, to live, to want to live, and, um, and, and, and yet we knew, I knew that it was, that it was somewhat inevitable, and, and, um, so uh, in in 2010 she had been um, in and out of the hospital, attempt after attempt, and um, and she was she was in the hospital. Uh, we we had begged um, the doctors, the nurses, not not to let her uh, leave the hospital because we were very very afraid and, and very quite, quite certain that she would be successful um, in killing herself. Um, she was given a given a day pass to celebrate her birthday actually, and and um, and left and. Um, and 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 killed herself. She 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 uh, took a cab um, from her house to to um, to the tracks that ran through Winnipeg, the city uh, where she was living in, and and um, and died there. And so after after her death, um, this I, I it was not it was not a shock. To any of us, it's still it's still a shock. Obviously, it's a, it's an incredible loss, but it but it wasn't uh, as much of a, a as a complete sort of out of left field shock uh, as my father's death had been. Um, for two years following her death, uh, and she and I were very close. She 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 was uh, she was uh, she was my older sister, my only sibling. Um, she she was funny. She was, nobody made me laugh harder. She was supportive of my uh, you know of, of my life, my messy life, a typical middle-aged woman, divorce, teenage kids, etc. etc. fledgling career, whatever you want. To... <laughs> and um, she was always there. And and so the you know her her loss was had a huge impact on me. And I for two years I thought I just won't write again um and that and that's what I do I'm a writer I'm a novelist and I thought that's it I'm I'm done I'm I'm silence I I have no I have no words left and and um and in 2012 um slowly these sort of ideas and thoughts and the need to write this book all my puny sorrows um presented itself um to me and, and and I began and and the book is about um it's about two sisters, uh, one, one of whom, Elfrida, uh, the older one, very, very much wants to die, and the younger sister very much wants to keep her alive. And um, as in our our life together, um, to, towards the end of of my sister's life, she she begged me um, to take her to Switzerland to help her to to die, where she, where, where, to to a clinic like Dignitas in in um, in Zurich, uh, where where she could die um, safely. Uh, Peacefully in a non-violent way, uh, surrounded by uh, those who loved loved her and um, ushered her into could usher into into the next world or whatever it was that and uh, a good death uh, as they say, and I at the time said I can't do that um, I just can't I couldn't get my brain around it even knowing that you know that it was inevitable and I regret it to this day and I feel that I that I should have done it um, so in the book. Um, Yolandi, the younger sister, is is presented with the same conflict, the same challenge. Um, you know, what, what are our responsibilities? Um, what are our obligations to those people we love who who want to die, who express it, um, you know, loose, with with lucidity uh, in a in a very sane, rational state of mind, and, and who say, "This is what I want to do. This is my choice. It's my life. Let me go." Um, and um, and uh, so that's the that's the, the central conflict uh in the book and the the central question and you know the reality is that um I before before my father died in 98 I mean like I said at the beginning I I just had no no real um you know understanding for sure but also I didn't I didn't really give it a second thought the the the, the pain the the profound the, the the various aspects of being a survivor of suicide of what that of what that means um, how how we go on um, when somebody takes their own life somebody you love very much and respect somebody who's intelligent well educated well well traveled funny warm um, uh, and two people both my father and my sister decide to do that it makes one think well what do I what do they know that I don't know what 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 is this response to life that they've um, made and and it seems almost in this weird way kind of ridiculous uh, to to continue um, living and yet of course uh, you know that that's what we do and and in part the the book is also i I like to think a, a testament, a document to to survival of what of what we need to do um, after after um, suicide after after any loss and and that is to go on and I feel that it is um because so far, I feel that I haven't inherited um, this this illness um, and it's cruel and I'm sure a lot of you here know what it's like um, I feel that the onus is on me to appreciate my capacity for for joy for uh, for curiosity for life, for wanting to live and 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 um, because because my sister, because my father um, weren't able to. And I know that they would have wanted me to do that, my mother to do that, my kids, et cetera. Uh, and um, and so, so part of the, 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 I guess, the reverberation or the, the consequences of having written this book are that I get to meet, and I've been touring this book and talking about it um, all over North America and other places um, and talking to people who have suffered similarly, either themselves um, in psych wards, um, suffering from mental illness, And who have lost um, loved ones to suicide, and 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 that's been um, uh, it's been writing the book has it's it's been my I guess I I feel that it's I'm almost on a bit of a crusade even though I'm a novelist and I want to write something artful I write fiction and that's what I do but I feel as though I've sort of in the process become a kind of spokesperson for for the idea of um, of of assisted of assisted dying, of, of, um, of fighting or champion championing the, the, the rights of the individual in terms of deciding for themselves uh, how, how they wanna die. Um, uh, in Canada, um, the Supreme Court of Canada actually just in February of this year, uh, unanimously, uh, o- overturned the, uh, the, the, ban on, on assisted, uh, suicide, on assisted dying. And, and, uh, now the parliaments and, uh, parliament and provinces and governments have, have a year to implement that, that, that change. So it'll be very interesting to see how, how this all pans out, um, in Canada. And I feel that, um, my book, in a very 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 tiny tiny way, has been a part of that conversation that 's going on. More and more people are talking about this are accepting this are understanding that um, that perhaps uh, you know the sanctity of life also um, includes our rights as individuals to choose uh, how we want to die and it was the the decision came down too too late for my sister, for instance um, but for others, if there's a way that uh, they can decide for themselves when they 've They've they've come to that point. They decide that's it. I can't uh, handle this anymore. It's intolerable. Um, whether it's psychic pain or uh, physical pain, it's pain. And and, uh, and I and I strongly believe that the individual should have the right to choose uh, how how they how they want to go and not have to die violently and alone. Um, as my sister did, and my father before her. Um, so it'll it will be interesting to see how how it all uh, unfolds in Canada. I know that there's also that discussion going on here in in the UK, and um, and. Our populations are getting older. Um, I think the baby boomers have had—we, you know—we've all had so many rights and liberties, really, and choices bestowed on us in the last little while, um, in terms of how we want to live our lives. And and I don't understand why we wouldn't also be able to uh, to to decide how how we want to end our lives. Um, so it's been an interesting uh, journey, uh, certainly a, a unique uh, book for me in, in the sense of the conversation that, that, that it uh, generates. Um, I wanted to, to to talk a little bit about my background um, as a as a Mennonite. Uh, I don't I don't uh, live in a Mennonite community anymore. I left it when I was 18 years old. I left it the day that I finished high school. Um, bam! I was out of there, <laughs> never never to return. As I, I'm older now and I'm more forgiving of the place, a little bit more tolerant, but. Um, uh, I, I basically grew up in Canada's most conservative religious community in the middle of the of the prairies. Uh, Mennonites are very similar to the Amish; they live apart uh, from the rest of the world, um, and, and um, there 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 are a lot of rules, there are a lot of expectations. And uh, when I was a kid, it was a, it was a glorious place to be. I, I felt I knew everybody in the in the town, and everybody knew me and where I came from, um, and and. Um, and I had a fantastic childhood, in spite of the 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 illness that my father had, and that uh, you know manifested itself in him basically removing himself, going to his room for periods of time. Um, my parents protected me from the harsher elements of the community. Um, it's a it's a culture of control, really, with an emphasis on shame and guilt and punishment. Um, there have been studies done amongst the Mennonites. You know, why are there more Mennonites that are suffering from depression? Um, I think that's pretty obvious when you put those, those two <laughs> things together. Uh, um, you know, the fact, the fact that, it, you know, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. The, the, the specter of hell is something that's alive and well in these communities. And, and, and the, the notion that we're, we're born um, sinners and, and, um, and that life on earth is, is um, meant, meant to be. A life of suffering, and there will be a reward for us in heaven. And, and I've often thought too about that um, component of my family's life—my uh, father and my sister—and whether that uh, contributed to their illness or not. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Um, I know that there's a genetic um, studies have been done showing that there's a there's a gene, there's a suicide gene, um, uh, that um, you know that that can be that can be passed down and 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 what that means for the future, um, it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see that anyway. And ultimately, the um, the, <laughs> the the book. You know, I like to think that the book *Omi Puni Soros, is about love. It, it's it's about um, two sisters who love each other very much. And and again, what that means in terms of our responsibility uh, as human beings, our responsibility to those to those that, that we love. And 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 again, you know, the the rights. Um, of uh, the individual to to make these difficult decisions for for themselves, and um, I really appreciate you listening uh, to me. Uh, and uh, I'll carry on my crusade elsewhere and get off the stage and let others <laughs> talk about um, their their books. And thank you very much. <laughs> but, right.